it's been a week. Anyway, so I need to disassociate and jump in. So here we go. Here's some weird things that Dick did. We wanted to start each episode by saying that we do delve into some pretty heavy content here. So this is your trigger warning. We get into domestic violence, sexual abuse, financial abuse, covert control, um, overall domestic abuse in a general sense in most episodes. If we do delve into something too deep, we will let you know before we do so. So you will get an additional trigger warning. But we wanted to start each episode by saying, look after your mental health. And if it's not worth it today, don't listen to the episode. This has been a week. Anyway, so I need to disassociate and jump in. So here we go. Here's some weird things that Dick did. Well, first of all, we had to like sit and stand a certain way. So like I, when I was like listening to the rules and stuff, like they were all rules, but it really didn't give the effect of the fact that I was thinking about it and like you don't think about leaving because right now you're just making sure that you're standing in the right position and not going to be yelled for sitting at the table the wrong way. And so you're just in the exact moment trying to like keep it alive. I don't know how else to explain it. And so like for example at the table you could never have a hand below the table. He would say that looks like you're touching yourself. That's fucking disgusting. What do you think my family's going to think like? You know, that you're touching yourself. And so you had to be very careful to always have both hands on the table. You can never just sit down and have your hands sitting in your lap. So you had to sit at the table like You basically can't relax. Yes, you can't relax. And the same with standing. He would say stand up straight. And if you have a slight slouch, he would say you look fat and... You know, the picture that I put up on Instagram last week of my shoulder, like I was looking at my arms and I thought I was so fat then because he was continually telling me how fat I was. And I was like probably underweight in that picture now looking back at it. Yeah. So like the sitting and the standing and I didn't know that he did that with you too. No, exactly the same. Sit up straight, stand up straight. Uh, if you like, if you relax, you know, so you bend your back a little bit, um, you put like your stomach forward, kind of like relaxing, like around your hips. I like don't know. You push your to hips it. out a little bit, almost like, yeah, um, hyperextending your legs type thing. Yeah, super, just standing super relaxed. Then it's like, oh, you look so fat, stand up straight. And you're like, I'm standing up straight, but I'm just relaxing. Or if you go the other way where your shoulders go forward and a little bit in, that's also not okay. Then it's like, are you some old lady? Like you have to like straighten your shoulders, straighten your spine, you know? And some days at the end of the day, if I like, I remember when we were in, America at Disney yes so I'm with him all day and I have to stand up straight all day and at the end of the day I was like oh my back is hurting so much and he was like good it's working the muscles then that's good Mm. yeah like the fact that I was in physical pain from standing in a certain stance for him all day and then he's like good news like just yeah every reaction everything is so strange Mm. yeah so yeah but always if you're in pain 
from standing that way or sitting that way, then it's good. Then it's that means that you're finally sitting right, or you're finally standing right. You know? Yeah. If you just keep doing it, it won't hurt anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but your back is not, your body is not used to it. You've just been slouching your whole life. It's not good. And knowing yeah, that all these excuses is like stupid. Yeah. The dish soap thing was a little bit different for me and you. So with me, it was like that I had to, when I was washing the dishes and washing my hand, and certainly never put water in the sink because then that's just like you couldn't do that because that was gross. It had to be running water with no plug in and you would use boiling hot water pretty much as hot as the water you could get and then because otherwise it wouldn't kill anything, he would say, and... I would use dish soap, but I had to wash each plate until it squeaked afterwards to make sure that all of the dish soap was off because that was poisonous and it would make us sick. So he had this weird, weird thing about dish soap and it sounds like it progressed. Yeah, and the dish soap, like if your dishes squeaks afterward, when you're like rinsing them off, they, you need to like, if they don't, if they don't squeak, then you're going to be poisoned. If they yes. squeak, then... You might be all right, but he doesn't like it. He'd rather you put it in the dishwasher. Well, me at least. Rather yeah. just put it in the dishwasher. And with the the hot water, you said as hot as the tank goes or the as hot as the tap goes. With me, he would literally boil water. Oh. Mm, and then <laughs> expect me to put my to fingers do. in there. I'm like, how do you expect me to do the dishes? And it's not if we did have a dishwasher. But certain dishes you don't put in the dishwasher. Yeah. Or if you have a few plates but your washer is full, you put it on and you just wash off those few plates or glasses or whatever. You can't, uh, Well, I can't be fucked waiting, leaving all dirty dishes. Dirty dishes, yeah. Um, but yeah, if I for whatever reason needed to wash something by hand, then it was like boiling hot water. He, he used a kettle to like boil it. Uh, and then I'm like, how do you expect me to put put my hands in there? He's like, oh, you can put it in a little bit cold water. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, fine. And then, you know, but not too much. So you, you'll still be burning your hands. And I'm like, well, I need gloves. I need, like, dishwasher gloves to, like, to do this. It's too, like, basically putting your fingers in boiling water. I don't know how he expected me to do that. So... Yeah. But he would always put everything in the dishwasher. And I don't know, I have, I love cooking food. And when you love cooking food, you have good knives. So I've always yeah, had don't good put them knives. In the dishwasher. Yeah. You don't put them in the dishwasher, but he would always put them in the dishwasher. And he would use my good cooking knives for like stupid shit. Like I remember one time we had this, can that we couldn't we had just moved and we had like some cans of beans or whatever and it didn't have like that it wasn't that can you can open like normally so you needed a can opener basically and I hadn't found I couldn't find it in all the moving boxes so it's like oh whatever just leave it he's like no no he's gonna fix it so he grabs one of my good knives and he starts like hacking this tin can to I'm like yeah like it chipped away on the knives and he's used the knives for stupid stuff like that if 
I wanted to put wood in the fireplace and I needed to make it smaller instead of using an axe from outside, which is meant for like splitting the wood up. He would use like my good kitchen knife. Yeah. Scrape something off of the surface, whatever. He would just always use my good kitchen knife. And then it was, if I was making food and I was like, oh, my knives are so fucking shit. Like I can't. People are like, oh, you just need some better knives. All your knives are shit. You you just have shit cheap okay. knives. And I was like, yeah. I actually don't. I've saved up for ages to like, I buy one and one because I buy like the expensive good ones that the ones that I want. And even for Christmas, I've asked my mom like, oh, can I have like a good knife, a good kitchen knife? Mm-hmm. And she'd like gift it to me. Yeah. And he ruined all of them. I still have a few of them. And some of them have wood handles. And then especially you shouldn't put it in the dishwasher. Still, yeah, he wouldn't like all the, all the wooden handles are ruined because of him. Yeah. Well, now I've, I have a few new ones, but still. Yeah, um, sounds like something he would do. You like, he'd some... like yeah, yeah. He'd always tell me like, "Oh, I'm sorry for ruining it. I'll, I'll buy you a new one." But he never yeah, bought he would me a new say one. That with your own money that you don't have. Yeah. But he, um, yeah. So it's like all this weird stuff like that going on. So you just hyper focused on making it through the moment. So what else do we have? There's no ketchup or mayonnaise. And then, like, I was just... forced. I was forced to use ketchup. I hate ketchup. But he forced me to use ketchup. I was oh, not allowed. I wasn't allowed to use them. You weren't allowed to use ketchup? No, it's too many calories and just sugar. I wasn't allowed to eat any calories that didn't serve a purpose. So, like, you could That's... eat a banana because it has potassium and things like that, but you would never eat, like, a piece of cheese that's not offering you anything. Certainly not, like, ketchup or mayonnaise. That's the worst of the worst in terms of empty calories that's stupid i wasn't uh, well i don't use ketchup anyway uh i would always use mayonnaise or uh crumb fresh yeah crumb fresh yeah um and i wasn't allowed any of them like on fries i use mayonnaise because i'm dutch and dutch people use mayonnaise that's just the best thing and i uh-huh. hate ketchup so it's perfect for me but i wasn't allowed i was never allowed you tell me like, oh, you know, you're just eating pig's fat. Yeah. I was like, it's mayonnaise. Do you know what mayonnaise is? It's made out of eggs. You fucking. <laughs> it's not pig's fat. <laughs> it's definitely not from pig, but okay. <laughs> He's truly so fucking up. The other thing that he did that was so weird. This is not like a rule, but sort of was was you could never give anyone any notice that you were showing up. So like. When we were, like, going to my family's house in America, like, they knew we were in the country, we were doing this road trip, right, but they wouldn't sort of knowing. And they were like, oh, you know, let us know sort of when you're coming. And he, because, of course, you want to prepare. Like, I'm looking at my house now. I cannot imagine if a family showed up with suitcase unannounced, that he would always do that. It's so nice to surprise family. So we would always have to do that with my family. And then even more so with his family too, he wouldn't, they wouldn't even know we were in the country. We would just knock on the front door. Like, and he thought that was like really nice. But I think mm. it was so that no one could say no. I don't know. Yeah. 
but he would always just arrive unannounced. And he did that at the end with his mum too, once he left once you left him and he had to come back to Australia. You just yeah. remember in those messages. He just showed up, yeah. Yeah, but, but I was always, uh, I remember one time I moved, it was the same thing. Um, we moved from one place to another. And I remember I was like, oh, I'll just ask, you know, my mom for help because she didn't live that far away. And he's like, no, we don't need help. So again, not allowed to ask for help. We've talked about that. And then I'm like, okay, but... At least I'm going to tell my mum that we're moving. But then I wasn't allowed to tell her we were moving. So I was like, why not? He's like, oh, isn't it nice to surprise her? We'll just surprise her. And I was like, so he made me invite my mum and her husband for dinner. Or something like that. I don't know. Or just like a coffee because obviously he doesn't want them to come over for dinner. Yep. Uh, but yeah he made me invite them for whatever reason and to be like oh can you just swim swing past this address and I'm at my friend's house so just swing past this address and pick me up because it was on the way because we moved closer yeah you know uh so my mom's husband he he just figured it out straight away. He was like, well, you moved, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, no. And my mom didn't know. Um, and I remember when they came, um, we were having like a massive fight. And I kept telling him like, okay, they're going to be here in an hour. We've got to stop. We've got to stop fighting. And it kept going on and going on and got worse and worse and worse and worse. And like all of a sudden my mum and her husband are uh, coming to the house with the car. You can see the car coming. Hey guys, editing Caitlin here. And I just wanted to say that he did this every time I was about to see family. He did it on purpose. If it was about to be Christmas Day, if it was Thanksgiving, if it was we were about to visit family, if family was about to visit us, he would pick the biggest fight right before. And I think it was because he had no control of the situation and it was just to make sure that everything was going to go perfect so that when they arrived, you were so fucking broken that you were going to behave perfectly because you had no energy left. And I've heard this is a fairly common thing in narcissistic abuse, but I just wanted to, we didn't stop and say this happened every time. Sorry about my dog in the background. Back to the story. And it's like the fight is at its peak. peak. But he couldn't do anything because he knew that they were on their way. So that was like, it was on its peak, like screaming wise. But it was, he didn't throw anything or anything like that. Uh I think I'm not 100%. He didn't do anything to hurt me specifically because they were coming. Mm. Uh, and then they come and then I have to pretend like nothing's wrong. Yeah. But it's my mum and her husband. Like my mum has known me my whole life and her husband has known me since I was like, what, five years old. 
if I've yeah. cried, they'll know that I've cried. Yes. You know, you can't be like, oh, just just allergies, yeah. you know. <laughs> it doesn't, it, like, they know. Um, yeah, but I had to play it off like it was nothing. So I have to go open the door. Like, they knock on the door and, like, we're literally screaming at each other until the point of them knocking on the yeah. door. Uh, and he's, he goes into the bedroom and hides in the bedroom. He would always hide in the bedroom always. if anybody came visit it. Like, if yes. my mom came for coffee, he'd be in the bedroom. He'd be like, oh, my mom's here in 10 minutes. He's like, oh, okay. And then my mom comes, and then as she's pulling up the driveway, he's, like, going into the bedroom. Yeah, he wouldn't even wait to greet them or anything. No, yeah. no, never. never. Um so then we were having a fight and he goes and he hides in the bedroom. And I open the door for my mom and my stepdad and my mom's like, what's wrong? You know, obviously, like, she didn't even say hi. She's like, what's wrong? Yeah. I was like, oh, nothing. What do you mean? She's like, well, what's wrong? I was like, nothing. What do you mean? Everything's okay. And I don't know. She she knew something was wrong. And she's yeah, like, awesome. okay, fine. If you don't want to say say it don't say it you know but she just stopped asking I don't know why I think she just she figured knew. that I yeah. wouldn't give a proper answer anyway um, well, she knew you were fighting that's yeah obvious. yeah yeah uh, and then mm. she's like what's this uh, I was like what do you mean like you know, are we going to your house my mom well her husband he already knew he's like oh we're here you know, and my mom's like, we, who lives here? Like, trying to pretend, like, it was so obvious it was, like, an act. Yeah. He's like, what's wrong? And then I'm like, nothing. And then she's like, oh, okay, who lives here? What friend is this? You know, pretending. Mm -hmm. And I was like, we live here. You know, surprise, we moved. <laughs> you know, it was so fucking awkward and weird. And her husband was like, well, I figured, you know. And I was like, well, come in, I'll show you around. And I'm like trying to show them around and like trying to, I'm like, they're like, oh, where's the bedroom? And like I have to show them the bedroom whilst he's sitting in the, in the bed with like yeah. arms crossed and like mopey face, like super angry. And Absolute it was child. just, yeah, it's just, uh, it was so awkward and weird and everything at the same time. I don't even know why I said that story. Something about moving. No, it was su the surprising thing. Oh, the surprising thing. Yeah, do. it was like yeah. every fucking time we moved. Even when I got this dog, I wasn't allowed to tell anybody no, that I, I ordered. To tell anyone when I got a new car, nothing. You couldn't tell anyone anything. No, yeah, the car as well. I wasn't allowed to tell anybody. We just went to pick it up and then. You know, showed up at my brother's house like, oh, yeah. this is my new car, you know. Like, they knew we were looking for a car because my brother was helping me sell the old car. So they knew we were, we needed a car and we were looking for a car. So what's the big deal in, like, he we doesn't found want any this car? He doesn't want any No. Opinions. That's all. No. It's just to avoid yeah, especially my brother being a mechanic, I would always ask him if I ever buy a car, I would always send it to my brother and be like, hey, is this good? What do you think? Yeah. You know, can you see something that I can't see, you know? Uh, but he didn't, he didn't want his opinion. He's like, no, your brother can't help, help us with shit. 
I don't want his opinion. I don't want to know. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, we're allowed to tell anything. Everything was always super secret. Everything. Um, and then, like the whole nocturnal thing, I wanted to talk about my uncle a little bit. Yeah. Because, um, you know, we've mentioned that he was nocturnal, particularly towards the end before. But um, whenever he could, he had the opportunity to not work, it was taken. So for the most part, the only time he worked was when I couldn't work, when we were in Norway. And in the beginning of our relationship in Australia, he worked. And that is it for the totality of the time I was with him. Um, The rest of the time, I completely supported him. And I know the same with you. I did not work for the vast majority of your relationship. So when he was working, he was in a regular schedule, of course. But any time that he wasn't working, which was 95% of the time, he was completely nocturnal. And it was because he was up watching porn and catfishing people and seeing prostitutes when he was with me. We assume it's the same thing when he was with you but who knows Anyways. I don't know if he was ever out of the house when I was sleeping it wouldn't surprise me but I never noticed like the petrol uh, in the car that it was ever like way down or something like that so we couldn't have been driving far mm. uh, not noticeably but I don't know I was like before I met him and while I was with him I had like sleeping I like if I was asleep, I was asleep and nothing could wake me. Mm-hmm. I'm the person that has like 50 alarms to even wake up, you know. Mm-hmm. I just don't wake up. If the fire alarm goes off, I don't wake up. Mm-hmm. If I've fallen asleep on New Year's Eve before the fireworks, I don't wake up. I just, I, I sleep. And yeah. then now after him, I have huge sleep issues. Uh, I'm not like that anymore. I'm not able to sleep at all. But if he ever was out of the house while I was sleeping, I would have never known. Yeah. Well, you know, he was up at night all night, yeah. regardless of yeah. whether he was there or not. And um, yeah. he... So, like, I just remember different ways of being able to, like, sort of hide that behaviour from other people because you're constantly trying to pretend that the relationship is perfect and that he's perfect and all of this. So, like, when we first moved into my aunt's house in America because we were, like, working out where we were going to live. And he's, like, I'm, like, trying to hide the fact that he's nocturnal. It's pretty fucking impossible. And immediately, sort of, not long after, she was going on a trip to China. And so we were watching her husband and he had severe Alzheimer's and should have already been in a home. We prolonged putting him in a home for a very long time. They had home care during the day. That was great. But it was, he should have been in a home years before he was. So when it was just us with him, it was really hard. And he did this thing, which he did with you in your rape trial, which he did with me in the anorexia, which he does with everything, where he pretends that he's like a fucking saviour in the situation. Mm. So... The only thing that I remember was like he was like, oh, well, I've got to watch Uncle, I've got to be up in case Uncle Stan wakes up, you know, like in case something happens to him, which wouldn't have we had alarms all over the house because he'd, attra- he'd left the house before during the middle of the night. So the house was set up so he could not 
do that anymore. I'm like telling you, like he was far past living in a home, so our home was set up like an Alzheimer's home, and with yeah. the carers and everything. So he, the only time this happened when my uncle got up in the middle of the night, he woke me up and was like, "Your uncle's crying in the in the garage." And he, I went upstairs and he was in the garage in the dark by himself. He didn't know where he was, who he was, nothing. Just crying. Imagine how scary, okay? Because he's yeah. fumbled his way there in the dark. And I like got him and I, you know, got him ready. I think I took him to the toilet and I put him back to bed. Like I used to shower this man. Like it, yeah. it was true care. Yeah. And so I just remembered that this morning and that's when I messaged you I have to talk about my uncle because... The whole time, the whole thing was like, you know, when my aunt came back and I was like, oh, yeah, well, Dick was watching him at night and I'd watch him during the day, but he was never watching him at night. The only time no. that something happened, he let it go on for how long, what, he didn't hear him walking around the house. Of course he did, stumbling mm. and fumbling around. He let him get to the point that he was whatever, okay, who cares about the details? He wasn't helping. And then I that brainwash of them he was there during the night and stayed up to watch my uncle it's like lasted forever because Naomi then his uncle in Poland when he was with you I'm assuming got Alzheimer's and he messaged me about it and was like hey I'm just letting you know and I was like oh I'm so sorry and then because he's so Christian I said you know that God prepared you for this role in looking after my uncle you know mm. and um and then even after I had completely gone no contact when my uncle died a few years ago I messaged him and I said I just want you to know that we're turning off life support tonight and I wanted to thank you for everything that you did for him he yeah. did nothing for nothing. him ever no I showered him, I got it, and not that it was his responsibility, but he was like this, oh, yeah, and, and he would talk about it in Norway and in Poland and that, you know, like I, like what a good guy he was looking after my Yeah, uncle. he was such a big help and he did nothing. Well, yeah. if he stayed up in case he got up, then why didn't he take care of it? Why did he have to wake you up? Wake me up, exactly. Why didn't he get him back to bed? Why was he even crying in the garage if Why he did was he get up that far? Yeah, he should mm-hmm. have heard him get out of bed, gone upstairs and gone, oh, no, come on, it's still bedtime and put him back in bed. Like it never had to yeah. escalate to the situation. Don't and let so, him get that confused, you know? Yeah. So, But no. It, and just so I was pretend- always just covering pretend- up this nocturnal thing. And then after the fact, so we had a day carer and my aunt would be at work all day. So it was a little bit okay for me to hide the nocturnal we're still looking for a place have like about a month right where we were waiting and then you know organizing to move in and all of that so like the day carer would be home with uncle during the day and dick would be asleep in the bedroom downstairs and at least i didn't have to hide it from my aunt because i would come home from work i'd quickly run home from work and wake him up with fruit bowl. <laughs> Yeah. food and the back rub and um and then she would arrive home but the day Kara would have definitely known like no thought 
but like yeah. we lived in the basement so it's like maybe she just thought he's just staying in the basement but like I just remember always being like oh my god and at work and stuff and then he'd wake up and I'd have to like immediately be available when he woke up if he did via of text course. or whatever yeah it was just so stressful all the time like trying to pretend that I was living a normal life where it was like insane backwards upwards like like you know what I mean I think that's why he's like so secretive with everything, everything. else like the little things it's like everything's a secret it's like too because if everything is a secret then the big things that he makes you believe that are small things it just becomes the normal that they should also be secret yeah yeah With everything's a secret me i would never hide that he was sleeping all day to anyone if like okay, my so mom came over people like what the fuck yeah but i i don't know why i was like i don't i don't care you know, they'd be like, oh, where's, where's Dick? And I'm like, oh, he's sleeping. And they're like, but it's like 2, you call it p.m.? Yeah, 2 p.m. Yeah. Or like 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, and? And they're like, does he sleep all day? I'm just like, yeah, basically. And they're like, yeah, but why? I'm like, I don't care. He's grown. He can do what he wants. I don't, it's not my problem, you know? Okay, but were they like, why doesn't he have a job? Like, yeah, but we were living in Norway, like you guys were living in America and Australia for them or, or Poland. Like he didn't have like that language excuse in Norway. It was always a language excuse. Like, why isn't he working? Oh, he can't. No, I know. But it was always like, oh, he can't find work because he speaks English. Nobody wants to hire him. And then everybody was like, "Oh, oh, okay. Like, nobody thought that that was weird. Obviously, that that's weird. Like, yeah. you meet, in Norway, you meet so many people that only speak English. Like, even yeah. the other day, I was doing my nails, and I'm, like, talking to her in Norwegian, and then she's answering me in Eng- English, and I was like, oh, she's like, yeah, preferably. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, of course, and then I switched to English. Like, there's a lot of people in Norway that, speak English it doesn't matter if you live in a small town or a big city it's still a lot of non-Norwegian like and Mm -hmm. the thing is that because that a Norwegian's English is generally better than an an English speaker's Norwegian like if they can why would you just see how long I could survive in a store before they'd switch because if they can detect an accent at all it's just easier to speak in English because your Norwegian's going to be fucking rubbish like you know what I mean It's yeah. easier to speak in English. Like, the English excuse is so insane. There was one place he wanted to work where he actually couldn't get a job, uh, partially because they didn't have any jobs available, and um, the other reason was because he was speaking English. So in Norway, you don't have liquor stores. In Norway, you have Vin Monopola. There's only... Yeah. Uh, one type of stores that are allowed to sell alcohol uh, with a higher percentage than 4.7, I think. Yeah. Everything else, you need to go to the specific store and they're all uh, government-owned. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wanted a job there. And they are very, very good jobs because uh, red days, everything is closed. Like, every Sunday, all the stores are closed in Norway. Yeah. So... 
that would be closed every Sunday and uh, they'll be closing at like 5 p.m. on Saturdays and 6 p.m. on Fridays or every other weekday it's like 6 at the latest mm-hmm. um, and like days before Christmas you get like double or triple pay like they're known to be like well paid jobs, jobs yeah. with a lot of holidays basically mm-hmm. uh, but they expect you to know a lot about any alcohol wine beer like people come ask you which wine should i have for pork and you need to like okay what price range da, 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 da. and you need to like yeah they yeah. if you go there to get wine you expect the people to know what they're talking about and yeah. he had been working in a bar but it was like a beer bar like they did yeah. have wine but they had two types of white and two types of red or even just house white and house red i think that's what they had for wine because they only had beers and they had like almost 300 300 different kinds of beers and then they have like 50 on tap you know so it was like specifically beer and he knew a lot about beer and he could have taught himself or go to like some classes about wine and learned enough to work there yeah so his experience per se wasn't an issue but the fact that he spoke english and not norwegian was an issue because in like i tried to explain like (laughs) he didn't even go for an interview like i had to go with him and like basically talk for him like i think that ruined a lot for him not getting hired like why does your girlfriend have to talk for you you know yeah. So I was explaining, like, yeah, if an old person comes and they speak Norwegian to him, he'll understand. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but then the manager there's like, yeah, but if 80 year old Kathy comes and asks you for a specific wine going well with whatever, you know, you need to, like, those people might need you to speak Norwegian because an explanation about, wine or a specific wine might be too uh, hard Hard. for that 80 year old Kathy you know so in that specific job then yeah maybe you won't get hired because you don't speak enough Norwegian you don't even need to be fluent in Norwegian but you needed to speak a little bit more than what he did so if he would have taught himself a little bit more then he could have gotten a job there but it, oh, he needs to go ask himself and give his resume himself, not make me do it. Um, but yeah, I think that's like the only place he wouldn't be hired because of the language. Anywhere else, they would have hired would have you. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you yeah. work at the grocery shop and you speak English, it's fine. If you work, you know, at yeah. a clothing shop, it's fine. If yeah, you work trash or cab or whatever it's fine yeah it's that one specific job and that's the job he wanted of course because he knew he, he couldn't get it do a job or waiting for the job that he wanted if it was just he got the job that he wanted or he didn't yeah i remember yeah. yeah yeah and i used to always tell him like it's way easier to get a job if you have a job because if yes, you're not desperate it's easier and you might through your job you might get to know other people and maybe 
you find another job while working because you get to know people. But now you know nobody, so nobody can recommend you to anything or anywhere. And then, you know, it's a little bit lost. Yeah. But, yeah, he's... um, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense even because why not just get a job? But he's too lazy. It is so wild. It's it's not even not working. It's not even about being stupid. That's just laziness. He was too lazy. He loved staying up at night and sleeping all day and doing whatever he wanted. I think he felt free during the night, you know? Yeah. And then during the day when you are working or I am working, he gets all the time he needs to have a proper sleep, you know? And then during the night, he's up all night. Then he's waking you up up. throughout the night constantly. So you never get a good night's sleep because he's waking you up either to fight or watch the NBA or watch whatever, you know, or just to tell you that he burned some popcorn. Like he, he would find whatever reason to wake you up. Because they needed yeah. to tell you. And if you're like, you couldn't tell me when I woke up to go for work. It's like, no, no, I need, just quickly needed to say that right now. And then he makes sure that you're 100% like, awake, awake. awake. Before he leaves, and then, yeah. yeah. And then he's like, oh, I'm not going to bother you. You go back to sleep, Nomsy. You go back to sleep. And yeah, I'm like, but now I'm awake. Hey, Nomsy, I got to go. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. But yes. It's fine. I was late because of my stupid nosebleed. Okay. <laughs> All right, honey. I'll swap back to text. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, perfect. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Silenced the podcast is co-hosted by Caitlin and Naomi. Join us for weekly visits into the spiral that was... If you are enjoying this podcast so far, please subscribe and review. If you leave us a five-star review, we would absolutely love it. If you leave us a five-star written review, it really helps with the algorithm. If you tell us you did it, we'll give you a big virtual smoocheroo. If you get that reference, I'll give you two. And follow us on TikTok and Instagram at silenced at 21 at S-I-L-E-N-C-E-D-A-T-2-1.